0: Did you
1: dab? I dab. I
0: dab, I dab. Did you dab? Did you dab? Stop saying damn. Damn. Damn.
1: Let's Welcome back to Extractly, the show dedicated to bringing you all the hottest news and reviews of cannabis extracts, edibles, and concentrates. So fire up your torches, grab your rings, and get ready for another episode of Extractly. Welcome, everyone, to Extractly, the only show on the internet where the host is already stoned before it even starts. Maybe not the show only one on the internet. I really highly doubt that. It's really true. Doubt that. It's true. The
0: internet's a big place for a lot of stoners.
1: All right, we don't want to Episode do Episode
0: six, we've decided that we're on right now.
1: It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And uh, my name is Ian, and uh, with me, as I always, are paper
0: uh, Trails over here. Vapor Trails. Smoke.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Today
0: we're going to be reviewing the Canadabs e-nail.
1: Yeah, uh, the the fine folks at Canadabs gave me a uh, uh, one of their little uh, beaver units, which are um, made here in BC um, with a uh, what's who's it? Three uh, uh, D printer. Right, so they yes. 3, 3D print these cases that are, um, well, they've got like a red beaver on top. It's Super actually really Canadian. cool. It's very Super Canadian. And Canadian look. And they're, they're a cute little email unit, you know, uh, standard uh, dials and buttons and stuff that you probably see in other units. But the nice thing about this one is it's made in, in, in here in BC or in Canada. I don't know actually if it's in BC. But uh, I know that the, the spikes are nice, high-quality titanium from the way it's patent, the colors are patterning. And uh, you guys have both played with it, I think.
0: Yeah, you can check it out the day that we uh, put this out, either on our social media or uh, at canadabs.com. Yeah, it's so
2: 1-N-C-A-N-A-D-A-B-S.
1: One, one yes,
0: Canadaabs.
2: I had trouble finding it before. That's the only reason I say it. Well, you were stoned. <laughs> that, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a perpetual problem, really.
1: Uh, so speaking about reasons why the host is already high, uh, we have an assortment of shatters here this week, uh, just because I got back from the Great Canadian Glass Gathering uh, about a week ago and my lord, did I ever come back with a lot of shatter. So we have here, um, let's see, uh, a headband from Holistic Extracts. Phil gave this to me just the other day. We've got some of uh, Scotty Skunk's uh, stuff from Skunk Beard. Uh, we've got uh, another extract that I'm gonna talk about in just a second, uh, and then we have something here that is something, I'm not gonna say who it was or even what category it was entered into. It's something that was in the Judges' Pack in the Great Canadian Glass Gathering that I think is poo-poo, and I wanted you guys to dab it we're just so we inti- could have a capallic We're going inti- to
2: title Let it Let
1: me dab. have a yeah. look
2: here. It looks, anonymous like, poo it looks like... Anonymous poo. Submitted by Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Reclaim to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah pretty bad. It's, it's It's very dark. oily
1: and dark oily. and... If I told you how it was produced, you you would not... I, mean, I might actually say it just so we can like bleep out how, what category it was, but you guys can react. That's a rosin press. Someone actually pressed that from a flower. So that flower just bled like tar. Like, whoever made that weed should have been ashamed of themselves. It could be
2: a high, high temperature issue, maybe?
0: I have yeah. no idea.
1: Get like burn? Get burned a bit? Maybe, but it's got... Maybe it's got, we'll got, taste it. It's yeah. a hugely mm. planty taste to it. Let's, uh,
0: know, so huh. let's taste that on our... Uh, let's do our initial yeah, tasties I, I, on... Uh, yeah, the, the Canada the break first there. Oh, well,
1: and then the final one I wanted to talk about just real quick. So I was in uh, one of my local dispensaries, the uh, Chronic Hub on uh, Broadway there uh, near Balaclava, and I was talking to the owner about Extractly and I was saying, oh, you know, we're dapping all this great stuff, all the best extractors. He said, oh, the best if you tried my boy Zero Zero stuff. <laughs> now Zero Zero is a grower that I know supplies Chronic Hub with a lot of their strains. And, you know, people are always telling me, oh, my shatter's really good, right? And it's very rare for me to be actually impressed, right? So he goes, take a packet of this live resin. I'm like, hey, I like a live resin. Take it home. Try it for yourself. I take this stuff home. I do a dab. And it was like the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey. (laughs) I was a fetus. There was a (laughs) bubble. I don't know what the fuck happened. I lost a lot of time. Big smoke came over the next day. And I was like, dude, dab this shit.
2: Yeah, I had... Two fairly small dabs. I had some stuff I was hoping to get done that evening. I saw some close friends and I couldn't communicate with them properly. <laughs> it did, however, make me forget my problems, so that yeah. worked out all yeah. right.
0: Yeah, so, depending on what you're looking for, this. Oh, exactly. could be, exactly. The, there, could be the dabs. If that's for you. what you need, mm-hmm. yeah. If you, got, if you got, oh, there are pain, days when we need that. Yeah, well, I'd, need a little I'd bit say
2: of physical that. pain-wise, too. It, my back was bugging me. It went away. Who mm-hmm. knows? But bedtime,
1: if you yeah, need to sleep, it's
2: a good sleepy time. Yeah.
1: So uh, we will definitely invite Zero Zero to be on the show. Hopefully, we can reach out to him and or her, depending on who it is, and uh, have them on the show. But let's very uh,
0: mysterious name Zero Zero. Uh, Zero, Zero, Zero. Name, excited huh? to
1: meet you. It's a good name. So, uh, in the immortal words of uh, Vapor Trail. Well, uh, let's stab. I'm. I'm. Uh, by the way, just I'm going to hit this uh, headband by uh, Holistic Extracts. It's really nice. Yeah, song. we have
0: two versions of head.
1: Yeah, we have uh, Scotty Skunk at Skunk Beards, and, and we uh, have Phil at Holistic Extracts. So and,
0: we're going to try them both today.
2: Um, my yeah i I had about a week with the unit yeah for personal use i enjoyed it It hit fine tasted nice and clean oh it tastes great uh yeah temperature stayed fairly fairly consistent uh my only complaint is that where i have it on my desk uh the place for the power cord is sort of either out back or against the wall on the left and the way the unit is uh, designed the power cord comes out the front (laughs) so it's that's my only kind of... It
0: awkward, It makes it awkward to get to the controls. Mm. huh. I mean, a lot of dabbers, they set their temp, they forget
2: about it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I'm thinking about it right now, and probably the idea is that you have the other side forward, the canadab side forward, and mm-hmm. just throw it on and off, because yep. you don't mess with your temperature too yep. much. Yeah, so
0: maybe this is all the back. We've been doing it backwards, folks. I'm yeah. pretty sure. As yeah, we, actually, we, now that we're thinking... I'm backpedaling on my statement. Yeah, you know what? This is, this is, a great is thing. fantastic.
1: Extractly yeah. is a show about
0: really, learning. Because really, you just want to set it and be able to turn it on like you with your temperatures though, too though, Okay, so if we have decided that we've been doing it backwards, then my one small complaint is they should have an on-off light on the front. Yes, that's true. So that, because even that's just the, the, the one, one thing that dot. I pay mm-hmm. attention to because my wife continuously, like, I'll come home, I'll be like, oh, when did your dab last? And she'll be like, Tuesday. And yeah. it's on. You <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. But it's still on. And it's like, yeah, I'll turn that off.
2: Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah.
1: But no, that's a good so point.
0: So if we had it turned around... A little indicator light, light on the front. Well,
1: it, because it is, it is is uh, uh, 3D printed... I can, why can I never remember the word 3D printing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine it'd be hard for them to throw a different... Like a new hole with a little oh, light, yeah. you know? You just so
0: program it in there, yeah. right? You just boop-de-boop with the button. One teeny little thing on
1: a board and... Which is so cool, moves, right? So, yeah. Give it a check. It's, so it's amazing how manufacturers change It's a very, it's a very changing, nice
0: unit, and i got to say, it's the... It's my favorite titanium bowl that I've ever hit. Ever. That's
1: true. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, nicks are really, really good. There's nothing wrong with it. But yeah. this is just a nice, clean taste, and it stays very clean.
0: Yeah, it does. Fine that ass. that headband stuff tastes um, like, caramelly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's delicious. Place, right? It right. Very good. It it's different than sorry other stuff that I've tried mm-hmm. in the way that it's not as um, it doesn't taste as like like a. Like that piney taste, mm-hmm. or that it has more of like a candied sort of,
2: you know, caram- it's, it's like it's a, a it's dark
0: caramel. I was gonna taste.
2: say like a lighter flavor. Like it doesn't have that skunky
1: or citrus punch like that some of them have. It's- you want to be completely unsurprised by something. Phil is a Scotch nerd, and his approach to Shatter is very much like that of a Scotch maker, where he's all about curing. He's mm, all about darker sure. notes. He's about more mild. You know what I mean? He's he's gonna approach it from that perspective. So I think that that's where you see. This is what I love about, about extracts, is that y- the art, the artisan comes through in the product. Like, mm-hmm. we can always tell skunkbeard stuff, it's right? Because it always tastes it's very um, ish
2: I'm going to say that between the, the light two... light flavor d- is a good a good mm-hmm. thing to say. But right? not earthy. Like, I often find light-flavored dabs are earthy. It's very, like, sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coffee-ish, almost.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a like good... Like a mocha kind of. All right. So now, Vapor Trails, now you've done your dab. What do you guys think?
2: I, I'd uh, say I found... That's a
1: tough call. I found this one...
2: I'm trying to figure out if it's... I found it more flavorful mm-hmm. in the, the caramel and then coffee kind of flavor afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just because I we already talked about it and now I have the proper words to describe it. Mm-hmm. But... See, I, I almost say that the flavor to me mm-hmm. says that Your
0: facts check out, it's crossed with OG. Mm -hmm. Because I think what we're tasting in the other headband is the Mm straight-up headband, Mm -hmm. right? The straight-up sativa flower. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're tasting in this is that pininess that you get with like a... Mm-hmm. A strong indica, you also know what
1: I mean? Scotty's influence as an extractor always tends towards they pine. look
0: very similar. Mm-hmm. I want to point out color wise, they do absolutely.
1: Yeah. They have a, a kind of a greenish tinge to them, it's like an amber green. I've, I don't want to say that either of those are bad, mm-hmm. oh, of course not. And They're maybe, both fantastic.
0: Maybe it's because I just did Scotty's, but I think I like it better because mm-hmm. it's got that, uh. That
1: the pine, the pine. I, I oh sorry. I prefer the, the oh no, you flavor go first. profile.
2: Uh, I was gonna say yes, so similar sort of way. I was gonna say it was a. Uh, um, it's. It, well, I like tequila, mm-hmm. and it's like the the silver tequila versus the sort of middle. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what it's called, but the kind of golden tequila, but not the darker. And yeah. yeah the, yeah, I can't remember, uh, but... you, you know, yeah. Spanish, so... Right. We all know Great. what we're talking about Great. here. Yeah, Good, and, uh, Good show. Exactly where people it's go. go. Oh, it's fine. got that flavor, but then the other <laughs> one has a bit more of that, like, woody, <laughs> oaky flavor mm-hmm. for yeah, that, because yeah. it's aged yes, and it's dark. What,
0: like
1: the silver versus the golden. Yeah. Right. Which is funny, because you said that... I am of the opinion, <laughs> personally, that I I, well, I I think I prefer Phil's. And I think I prefer Phil's because um, it's a little less... Harsh. Mm-hmm. There's something it that's is. smoother. This is I, I agree. Yeah, the, the first one was Phil's. No, the first, oh, one. First, one? first
2: one was Phil's. The second one was Scotty's. I did a considerably larger dab of the first one, so that could also be. The, <laughs> <That> definitely <laughs> be colored your why I was, I'm, I'm saying the coughing difference. Oh, yeah, I yeah. didn't cough very much on the second one. It's
1: the true. Yeah, I'm one, surprised like, you didn't because I coughed a lot more on the second one than you did. I
2: already, like,
1: calloused my lungs. For I guess the you did. The, Actually, Phil evening. is the one who told me that um, the high temperature dabs, part of the reason you get higher is it scorches your capillaries and like you, it makes you more It's interesting because I,
0: I totally agree kind of with you. absorb it through my throat. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you about the flavor mm-hmm. of the first one and mm-hmm. how it's smoother. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, I don't want to say either is bad, but in a personal preference sort of way, I just, I kind of like the, being able to really taste the...
1: The and saltiness. The, it's stuff, like a rich you know I mean? Flavor. And this it's is like why craft cannabis feels. is so cool because yeah, it, it doesn't fucking matter what you prefer. Someone will make yeah. it. Right? Yeah. There'll be some weirdo out there. There's a million different IPAs so, out there. Uh, control is annoying favorite, me, which yeah. means that it's, it's time to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Travis Lane, uh, the founder Woo. of the Internet Dispensary and All Around Lunatic. So yeah. stick around. All right, cool. We're here at the lovely uh, Squamish so, Valley Golf Course. Yeah to uh, announce the first ever CGC 420 Golf Tournament and Cannabis Cup. We're super excited because uh, the Cannabis Cup is a tradition of the cannabis community and has been for many generations. It's how small craft growers get recognized. And of course the golf tournament is the traditional business networking opportunity of the mainstream business community. And we thought that we'd merge those two flavors together. It's a fantastic opportunity to introduce ourselves to other businesses. This is that opportunity for for us to all start mingling and and, uh, sharing intelligence and and, uh, having a conversation. It's what it's all about. Sunshine, meeting people, having some dabs and some do absolutely learning about new strains and and uh, you know Mm -hmm. maybe doing a little golf yeah absolutely absolutely.
3: maybe a little golf a little little bit
1: we're super excited to invite everyone down here to the Squamish Valley Golf Course on September 11th you can get your tickets through canagrowers.ca and uh, hopefully we can have some fun out here yeah absolutely so we are back on extractly with our guest, Travis Lane. Thank you very much for joining us, Travis. Thank you for hey having Travis, me. Yeah, so nice tra- Travis, Travis is a long time weed guy. You've been around the industry for many years as a grower and a manager of dispensaries and whatnot, but now you've got your new project, the Internet Dispensary. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, so the Internet Dispensary, um, we started in February. Right now, we're just going through our, our real hard launch because we basically took a few months to try and get all our systems down and everything. I have a history of, of a grower as being a grower, um, running dispensaries. So sort of our focus is really bringing Vancouver Island cannabis nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very focused on staying local, Mm -hmm. looking at the craft and artisanal type producers that are all up and down Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, In my opinion, I've never seen so many sativas grown in one place in Canada, as you see on Vancouver Island. Um, The variety that you Mm -hmm. see uh, is quite impressive and the quality is really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see a lot more people that are growing 40 lights, 30 lights than are growing 150.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
3: and so that... And
1: winning cannabis cups.
3: Yeah, and that lends itself to quality. You know, it's like when you do small, Batch when you do run multiple strains at once, mm-hmm. um, they all have different characteristics. Mm-hmm. They all need a different level of care, and that's sort of where that artisanal mm-hmm. and that skilled production starts to come in. Yeah. Um, anybody can, you know turn on a system, run one strain, and dial it in over time. And Mm -hmm. that makes sense for business, that makes sense for production.
1: There's nothing wrong with it even from an agricultural perspective. And as
3: as legalization comes, there's gonna be massive production. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. I doubt it'll be inside, but there's gonna be huge producers. But. Vancouver Island sort of represents that in other ways too. There is Mm. an agrarian farming community there. There is a lot of people that, yeah, right. Of course. And them, they're great for the, oh, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with Tilray though is like 200 jobs. Yeah. That's what they provide to the island. If you were to compare that to the artisanal cannabis farming community, you know, it's thousand and Tilray likes to make noise about being part of the community. They like to talk about it a lot. But uh, I don't know anybody in Nanaimo that's worked with or for Tilray. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody in Nanaimo that sees money from Tilray's workers mm-hmm. being spent locally. Yeah. And, you know, the, the growers that make decent money growing small grows, they spend their money right back in those. That's lo- a I'm, I'm a little
1: lost here. What, what is Tilray? Tilray? Tilray is one of the biggest licensed producers in Canada. Okay. And they're one of the most aggressively uh, anti-independent cannabis. Well, oh, and no, okay. one of the things That would is, make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm.
3: They're also in the most hostile environment for a licensed producer. If you think about where the, the core craft production and almost all of the production for across the country comes Mm -hmm. from, it comes from British Columbia. So they, they came right into the the hornet's nest, so to speak, and set up this big corporate interest production owned by Privateer Holdings, which is also the owner of Leafly, also the owner, what founded by one of the owners of PayPal. And so it's like it's a big, big money corporation yeah, that owns them, yeah. and that's they're right scary. in the middle of this artisanal craft cannabis yeah, community yeah. on Vancouver Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a bunch of <laughs> people with waxed like,
1: mustaches shaking their fist. <laughs> they,
0: they, there's no way they can crush that. No, <laughs> of, like, course not not. Happen, right? of course and not. It's not going to happen, right? And we continuously talk about on the show about how it's the market that speaks for what it wants, and they're not going to be able to do because yeah. what you're talking about is like grower to plant ratio. It's like teachers in schools, right? Less students, more attention, smarter kids, yeah. better plans.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You
3: know, and the other side of it too is like, there's not, there's gonna be toe raise. That it, yeah, if, of if we legalize, yeah. there's of gonna course. be toe raise, right? The thing is, they want to be the only game in town, yeah. Yeah. and that's, oh, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. that's like why that's where there's the issue so much comes.
1: room. Yeah, and that, and and like market share wise, it's not even like even with the great route that the big breweries are undergoing because the microbrews are pushing their their oh excuse me are are taking their money as it were you know, even then, it's still the microbrews are, what, 30, 40% of the market? Like, oh, I'm they're, sorry, they're, not, your not billions are slightly less. Not even
3: close. They're 10. Yeah. Well, they went from the 2% things. to 10% yeah. of the Canadian market in the past 10 years. And the big breweries are freaking out and yeah. buying them up. I think the reverse is true of the cannabis industry. Yeah. I think right now, you, probably 90% of, or more of the cannabis produced in Canada was, absolutely. comes from craft production in BC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and probably about 10% comes from Ontario. either an LP yeah. or some big... Uh, production, probably criminal production yes, yes. in BC. And the fact of the matter is too, if you look at the, the preponderance of the LPs are in Ontario and the preponderance of the craft farmers are in British Columbia. So federally, yes, Ontario seems yeah. to have gotten the attention of the federal government, but British Columbia is still where mm. this huge But well, so exists, many more yeah. jobs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like,
1: yeah. Deter McPherson with Camp CD was talking the other day to me and he, and he said like, it's all fine and good to say like here's a lot of money over here, but once they realize the size of the hole this will blow in BC's economy and the amount of equalization payments that will have to come from Ontario to pay for BC welfare, mm-hmm. there it like it's not a win, dummy. Like you're, it's much much or worse, if right? If
2: everyone in the cannabis industry had to like stop what they were doing, yeah, exactly. week, That's that's a hundred thousand people. Like, yeah. yeah. If you just even think of all
1: the dispensaries that are open, if all of them shut down tomorrow, how oh, many yeah. people would be out of okay. jobs and? Yeah. Well, the city of Vancouver likes to write press releases about how excited they are about all the dispensaries they shut down in Vancouver. It's like, yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen the city of Vancouver clapping them, themselves giddy or, and talking about making
3: 500 people unemployed. And yeah. then and then all of a sudden the federal government comes out and says they're they don't want craft cannabis tourism, yeah. they don't want yeah. any yeah. cannabis tourism. Well, how is BC going to feel about that? Yeah, exactly. We already have cannabis tourism. Yeah. Yeah. What are what are you going to suddenly cannabis stop cannabis it too, really? and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, who says know, I don't they, want like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, o- o- Oregon and Colorado are making billions yeah. of dollars on cannabis tourism. It's like, oh, Like, yeah. what you know, is the is the wrong is the money color of green? Like, what's wrong with it? Isn't
3: it it? just an odd thing for a government to say, we are just going to close the door on the potential income of yeah. that industry without yeah. talking about it yeah. like, it's just it seems like such an arbitrary you're going to legalize yeah. and it's yeah. not
1: even like I could understand that kind of pussyfooting around the issue if we were the first jurisdiction to do it but we are so late to this party at this yeah. point and that it's, it's like
2: it's embarrassing how yeah. late we are yeah. To yeah. Mean, like, what are
1: they so afraid of the yeah. public has spoken the mm-hmm. polls show it other jurisdictions yeah. are already learning from their own mistakes to the fact point where they're evolved beyond where we're even starting from and it's and like what the
3: fuck are we doing hey i'm a beer geek i have lots of friends that love wine don't tell me there's not booze tourism in this Mm -hmm. world so it's like Uh and booze is a much more harmful substance long term it's been proven over and over and over and over again i'd say short term yeah and and i just say in general it provides none of the health benefits and many many harms that cannabis Mm -hmm. does not and it's just it's also one of the things too where it creates a Uh, uh, cost to society because of mischievous behavior. And I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but when you look at business licensing from municipalities, they pubs cost more because yeah, they require they policing, they're open late, mm-hmm. they Somebody has to hose up. down the sidewalk. Yeah, you've got to yeah. have transit to yeah. get them home, you've yeah. got to watch that people don't drink and drive, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like those kind of nuisance factors to society don't really apply with cannabis either. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not seeing a whole bunch of people driving to dispensaries, hanging out until they're too stoned to drive yeah. and then yeah. driving home. No, no Netflix that's literally is just what a bar in. is. Yeah. You know? just like, walk
0: in the, like it's a candy store, buy yeah. the greatest stuff, you know, and, and then, then run leave. home. And then go
1: home. Because that's where you want to... You, you want to be so, home with Netflix and the exactly. bag of Doritos that you got also on your way yeah, home. Exactly. Which is why if you ask any neighbors, b- business associations around dispensaries, they say, we fucking love them in our neighborhood. It drives foot traffic, everyone's hungry, and everyone's polite, and no one wants to hang around because standing is hard. I remember,
2: so, <laughs> it's a win. Yeah, I remember seeing a thing about uh, a, uh, what do they call the uh, girl guides or whatever, mm-hmm. that set up a cookie stand outside right. of... And like they made a mint yep. like off of it yeah like everyone's like in a jolly mood buying cookies, yeah exactly oh like, like, yeah. yeah oh Everyone
1: no happy mince. people buying yeah. chocolate and, yeah and, <laughs> and it's like from the other
3: side of that like a little less entertaining but also good Is like we had a dispensary in a bad part of Victoria when I used to run a chain of dispensaries on the island and we trained everybody in naloxone training which is and narcan which mm-hmm. is like overdose recovery and um, there used to be a lot of prostitutes homeless people in that neighborhood and it cleaned up a lot after we moved in there we had lights we had a place people could walk into people felt safer and it was like we went into a bad neighborhood because no one else would have given us a store at the time yeah, yeah. right and and the results were this sort of harm reduction for the neighborhood awesome. that that actually works and mm-hmm. so it's like you should be able to have girl guides selling cookies outside the stores yeah. in nice neighborhoods, and you should be able to have people that are there to help people that yeah. are less fortunate in the, in the poor neighborhoods. Oh, in
1: the downtown east side is like that, right? The yeah. dispensaries down there, they, you know, are I mean, some of the on. most respo-
3: like
2: socially responsible yeah. businesses. Yeah, because they know what they're and, doing. Yeah. All it takes in a neighborhood like that in a block, really, is like for one place to care and do yeah. it, yeah. you know? Like, you can have people who are just slang and weed, or you can have people that are properly trained to help people mm-hmm. if something does happen, yeah. and that's an amazing thing to do. That's... Awesome.
3: With the normalization of the businesses existing, too, with the public realizing that this is going to happen and it is okay, um, I think the standards will move up. I think the public will set those standards. They'll expect a level of community involvement from their local dispensary. They want to know who those people Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, it depends on the type of city and where you are. The bigger cities, there's going to be more diversity, and in the smaller towns, you're going to see... One or two shops that yeah. represent the whole market. Yeah. But
1: I've been telling my members, you you go and you meet your school board, you Absolutely, meet the local yeah. people, and, and you talk to your neighbors. Like, they introduce yourself. Yeah. You have nothing to hide anymore. Don't yeah. be ashamed yeah. of what you do. You know, go introduce you're yourself.
2: You're a filthy drug dealer. You're a business owner. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Since, yeah. uh, like, the media being yeah. like sensational oh, yeah. about it. And
3: and right. the thing is, there's a lot of simple control mechanisms that if you think about about big organized crime, there's a reason they don't sell to all these dispensaries, like. I'm a dispensary. I buy three or five pounds of what you have. Mm-hmm. Maybe I only buy a half pound of what you have. Yeah. I need variety. I don't need yeah. a whole whack load of one thing. Yeah. And so wh- what biker is cruising around selling a half pound and a pound oh, at a time? To, kinds, yeah. You know? Like, like he's got
0: a huge leather jacket yeah.
3: on and he's like, what are you look for? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's there's just no, like like the, the black, that criminal yeah. side of it, that criminal side of anything, yeah. it, rem- well, it again, remains a black market. Yeah, there's yeah. a black market for liquor. There's a black market yeah. for tobacco. So yeah, a, I
1: don't yeah. think they I don't think they're go, they're gonna go anywhere, it's particularly the way the government is aiming right now. That's the thing, is that yeah. the more the more tightly the government is clenching their fist trying to get these criminal elements out of the industry, the more that those criminal elements will remain in the industry, because yeah. that's the whole fucking point. Yeah. If you if you financially incentivize someone to break the law by you know, the more tightly you control it, the more valuable it becomes the more people do it. That's
3: why people put heroin in their butt and fly international yeah. flights. Like come on. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking economics one oh one. And there's also a philosophical thing where it's kinda like By trying to make it so that you have to build a giant bunker and hide from Mm -hmm. the world while you produce this plant-based commodity, they're they're playing into the already illegal operations that Mm -hmm. are these giant warehouses that are producing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lights worth of and they're doing it anonymously behind security gates. Yeah. And it's like, you're just taking the illegal model you're trying to destroy and you're making it enforced. Yeah. You're like making the licensed producers yeah. act like the big producer we don't want involved. Yeah. And what are you going to end up mm. with? You're either going to end up With a huge black market based on craft producers, Mm -hmm. and even if it's more regional than national, and massive
1: diversion from the regulated system.
3: Well, and I think you also end up with a a problem of supply. It's like you know, okay, so say say it does end up in a situation where they try and stop storefront dispensaries, and they try and stop the craft production from distributing. Probably B.C. will become a little more insular again mm-hmm. and our prices will drop, but we'll continue production. There'll be a big, ro- mm-hmm. robust economy here. Yeah. And then they're going to have shortfalls everywhere else because yeah. right now the licensed producer system they can't, can't keep up with keep the, up the demand. Yeah. They probably represent less than 1% of the market. And sure more right. importantly, they yeah, are.
0: That's that's what we were just saying yeah. like on one of the last shows is like, we're trying to save them the heartache. It's yeah. not like it's like a angry let's butt heads yeah. thing. It's like there's room in the market yeah. for everybody.
3: Exactly, but the you infra-
0: have to have the balls as our government to approach the people who live here and have been doing this for years yeah. and work with them, and yeah.
2: it'll be e- it'll be easy. The, the You've infrastructure's got there The people are growing, The people exactly. are selling. They aren't sketchy individual, individuals. No. Like what
0: understand. do you think like, the CGC is doing? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like it's 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 there because there's a need. And everybody cleaning up to the able image. To, yeah,
1: like, well, I mean, we don't even need to clean it up. It's already there. It's just amplifying the message. It's as telling the grower. story, right? Like
3: yeah. As a dispensary owner myself, and as an MMAR grower, um, and as someone that grew before I had a license, gr- will grow after I have a license, yeah. or whatever it is. Like, yeah. I've done this since I was a child. Yeah. And so it's, it's not, nothing's going to stop me. If they tell me I can't, I do. It, yeah. Right? But... I want to be part of the system. I want to be exactly. involved, and my problem is not necessarily that uh, the MMPR create like has licensed who they've licensed. My problem is the MPR needs to be thrown away and you just need to give everybody licenses. I don't care if the LPs get licensed. They should as long as yeah, I can. Yeah. And I'll exactly. op- compete them on an open market in order to get my market share. They right now they're creating this oligopoly, pseudo monopoly, whatever you want to call it, yeah. of people that only compete against each other and they all suck. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> you're just is, keeping out the people so that are good. Which is the least bad. And which all they bad. have to do is open up the licenses to everybody. Sure. Just let everybody who's like proven like you've got to have some barrier to entry but it it doesn't have to be what it is right now and let the public the purchasing public decide who deserves the dollar and and if you do that it's like some of the LPs will either improve or die Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure some of them will improve enough to survive Uh, you probably have a whole bunch of new large producers that would come into the game that would do a better money from
1: the states I bet at some point but
3: at the same time if you allow the already established artisanal like cannabis producers to thrive in the short term, they can establish, they already have a leg up right now. Mm -hmm. Like right now I have a leg up on them because my stuff's better. And mm. if you give me a license and let me establish myself, then I don't have to fear the Walmart of weed coming mm. in and taking me over. I will More be able to establish we, my
1: mark. If we want to start competing in what's soon to be a global cannabis well, marketplace, even if it's just, just tourist thinking. dollars, yeah. that, then we need to give you a leg up as our regional champion, right, yeah, like yeah. that's gonna be important for us to reclaim BC Butt as a moniker, right? Like we want that. Yeah, this is oh, happening I was now. in the
2: States uh, in Washington last weekend and I've visited some of their local shops and I I was thinking yeah like amazing like imagine if you could buy an eighth and bring it back with you and you mm-hmm. can have some like a taste know. test with your friends exactly. like you do with gin like, you know what i mean oh, like exactly exactly on some, that. like it'll, it'll, some it'll, local like micro brew yeah. essentially bring it yeah. home for your buds to share a six pack like that would be amazing and yeah. it'll go to
3: the point where it's international like it is for food like it's terroir will affect what our cannabis sure. tastes like sure like i'll be smoking stuff that tastes like i'll be smoking colombian gold from colombia one day i would say yeah. You know, congolese and, from the Congo. Yeah, congolese grown in the congo yeah, yeah. and that would be fantastic yeah. and really cool yeah and and part of that comes with the indoor growing thing right now
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because
3: it's illegal everybody grows inside and you know once it goes back outside once it's Legal and who knows how long it's going to take for some of these crazy countries to legalize anything, right? But let alone Canada.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But but once it does go the crazy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking the
3: same thing. But once we do go back outside, you're going to see that certain soils in certain areas of the world Mm -hmm. are going to affect what you end up with for a final product. Like with wine, oh, definitely, exactly. And it's like, for example, BC has extremely calcitic soil. There's a lot of calcium in our Mm -hmm. soil, and the Pacific Northwest in general. And because like, of the Great Lake explosion That's going to you know? dictate how our cannabis grows here once it's outside. In What's the- that?
2: I think it's been dangerously long since we've I was been. just yeah. going to suggest
1: that we need to <laughs> take a break from monologuing in order yeah, to... Uh, too much talking, yeah. eh? Yeah. So, so this is something that I, I am personally quite impressed with. This is Zero Zero's... Uh, oh. What was it? It Was it a, a Haze? Uh-oh. It's a Super Silver Haze Tahoe mix and it made me forget how to people. Yeah, it's pretty
2: pretty good.
3: Zero, zero. Yep. It's very mysterious. Yep.
2: It is very mysterious. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I know. It is like intentionally mysterious. Sounds yeah. like an internet <laughs>
2: handle from the 90s. <laughs> <It> <laughs> does.
3: It's pro- it does. Probably <laughs> what it was. It was yeah, probably yeah. overgrow handle or something like that, right?
1: Yeah. So that's this one right here? That's this buttery looking fucker yeah, there on the left. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, uh, I have a great deal of nonsense from a great deal of extractors, and I just pull out my personal stash at this point. <laughs> and uh that's a that you know you can drop that right now if you are sitting at home furious because you disagree with everything we said because you make much better shatter yeah send me your shit son i'll review it on my show yeah we will yeah, yeah. come on let's we even l- smoked the garbage water yeah
2: we did and oh. we do what we're getting into too
3: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> danger danger <town>, <laughs> yeah
1: no it's pretty
2: good you should try it
3: Oh, he already I has. Oh, right. I forgot about that. It
0: was
2: the. It was all the dabs.
0: We the hear
3: it. of the judges pass. Yeah, we so, hear it won oh right. by
2: default. Right.
1: And you got second place by default. Second place.
3: Yeah. It was
2: in the top two. It was yeah, the
3: top, top, top two, man. man. So, what do
1: you think of the Tahoe? It's nice. Right? Tasty. Yeah. Lemony? Mm
2: hmm. So Which
3: one? Definitely very lemony. You can mm-hmm. go if you want. If
0: you
2: want. Yeah. Maybe after you, Vapor yeah.
0: Trails. This one on the left? My left? This one?
3: No, other one. Other one. one? Yeah. Yeah, definitely it's, a lot of lemon. It's, it's almost all lemon rind. It's that's almost yeah. all I taste.
1: It's collapsing, so I think it's just buttering out. Yeah, yeah. too lemony for you.
3: you no. I mean, I, I love citrus flavored yeah. stuff, and it's like, and so does my wife. Mm-hmm. So it's something we've actually bred for in the past and tried mm-hmm. to find phenos of in the past. Mm. Um, my friend who from Salt Spring, who grows some of the best cannabis I'll see anywhere, mm. um, has a whole line of stuff he's been working on that tastes like limes,
1: oh. and
3: yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's really really.
1: How fantastic. do you yeah? I don't know, it's take a lot of phenotype selection to get that diff, subtle difference when, in the lemony. Limes. I
3: mean, if you're breeding for just one characteristic, Ooh. right? So Spicy. something like flavor, you you can you can identify flavor and inbreed it in your right. seeds and.
1: But I mean, that particularly subtle <coughs> difference of lemon to lime must be hard to it's, select for. It's actually
3: pretty marked. I, I, like, it, huh. it is a loud smell of lime. I, it hits you right in the face. Interesting. Um, whereas, I got
0: that lemon to the point where it's almost spicy. Yeah, like it's, exactly. Like yeah, lemon rind like, a, like lemon an, oil. Like, yeah, oil yeah. even. Even the most concentrated version of lemon yeah, you could exactly. possibly.
3: Yeah, almost like a lemon liqueur. Kind yeah, of yeah, lemon. yeah,
1: yeah. Good. But, uh, you know, the taste impressed me. I thought it was like, oh, it's a good live resin. And then 20 minutes later, huh? (coughs) What a. (coughs) What do I know? I definitely
3: feel it right away behind my eyes. Yeah. You know, it's like right behind the eyes. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: When I was in the States, I picked up a uh, Portal Eve cigarette that tasted very very similar to that. It was a, a Jack Herrer, I believe. And it was uh, like a suspended in terpenes or right. something like that. And it almost tastes, it was a bit much, <coughs> excuse me, in the, in the lemon flavor. It kind of tasted like uh, we were camping and we thought it was funny because it tasted kind of like citronella.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. See, I, LHO's been this thing that's been bouncing around. But this is fantastic. That I've tried a couple times that tastes like you just dabbed an orange rind. Mm. Uh, I, to me, it's disgusting. I cannot stand the stuff. Yeah. Um, that's too much. That, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. just goes to the point where it's like, you feel like you're eating the rind and you left the orange on the counter. And <laughs> yeah. uh, whereas something like this, where it's <laughs> not that oiliness, but it still tastes like weed. It still tastes mm-hmm. like, you know, it's supposed to.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. Is something
3: like <coughs> you know?
1: Ooh, mm-hmm. it tickles my nose.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not exactly like a racy stone though. No. It's certainly not making your mind chug.
1: No, no, which no. is usually how an episode of extractly ends, with <laughs> yeah, three yeah. grown
3: men going, oh, that
1: was that was what they called I guess we're ended. done. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Well, no, it's uh so what do you what do you look for when you're extracting? Like personally, or like when you're well, thinking of something in that vein. I know you don't really I do that. I mean anything. I'm a hash head, yeah,
3: right. So it's like the only extraction I've ever really done myself mm-hmm. is screening or bubble bags or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean when I'm shopping for mm-hmm. extracts I'm all about the flavor Mm -hmm. and for me probably because I don't have to pay for everything I smoke, right? Yeah. But uh, for me it's all about the smell and the flavor, Um, I do try and smoke everything before I buy it if it's Mm -hmm. from someone I haven't dealt with in the past. Most of our providers, people like Skunkbeard, Everlasting, Mm -hmm. you know, Phil from uh, Holistic, Mm -hmm. we know what we're getting from them. Mm -hmm. So like when they tell me, oh I've got this strain, this strain, this strain. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think twice yeah. about whether I want to order it. I basically order by flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're shopping from someone new, yeah, for me, it's about, and there's got to be a certain level of cleanliness. Right. And it's hard to explain that. It, no, it's a clarity. Know, yeah, it really and, is. And like it's a, sm- it comes from smoking it too. Mm-hmm. It's got to like... It's just got to feel right. Yeah, inhale it. It's got. So to unlike the pool me- it.
0: it's exactly. Yeah. It's a lot easier to explain
2: after dabbing Some that garbage feel water.
3: Ha- you exactly.
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> Some feel heavier in your lungs. I was saying earlier. It's yeah definitely a feeling. Yeah. It'll
3: definitely make parts of your mouth go numb and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like an old test for certain pesticides that people stand by if you smoke a joint and it makes your tongue go numb. Oh, did you say and that? That? Uh, that it made like your
2: throat tingle or something yeah. like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah. It? Um,
3: and it's like some of that, it's probably true, some of that's probably like, you know. Folklore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Old wives tales kind of thing because it's like, you think about it and it's been grown outside for so long. Yeah. That, you know, before they had pesticides, there was probably things that de- went wrong, particularly mildew and mm-hmm stuff mm-hmm. like that, oh, yeah. um, that they would have some sort of a solution for and a lot of the time it would be other botanicals or companion planting and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. And so I think as we move further towards outside we're going to see more of that as well. Yeah, we're going to see a lot awesome. less pesticides and stuff.
0: Uh, we like use uh, companion planting in our garden at home, yeah. uh, my wife w- like did a farming school and learned all about that yeah. and that's really cool that yeah. you can plant another plant that will attract yeah. the pests. And keep it away from your it's crops. A
2: natural way of doing yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty cool that's out there. And but it's yeah. not the kind
3: of thing you can do in a container garden inside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, th- of this course. This is the thing. Everything, all the like cannabis growing technology these days, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Is all geared towards growing in pots indoors. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like it's gonna be quite a it's gonna be something. When well, open up the market. See, it's like happens,
0: right? the more I think about it, it's more like why wouldn't you want to involve all of this like hundreds of years of of knowledge passed yep. down to, through all these mm-hmm. growers, and then like the opening the market like that, like and the help and the knowledge to do it properly. It's well, ridiculous, you know. You already
3: see a pushback so in the so market like, and in demand for yeah, or, yeah. organically well, grown, yeah. locally produced stuff. Mm-hmm, you know? Exactly. And so then, yeah, cannabis is no different. It's yeah. still a plant. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah
1: and, and that's plant. one of the things I'm I'm having to struggle with explaining to politicians is like no 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 no. It's a plant. It has a shelf life. You yeah. can't send it to a distribution branch in Victoria and then ship it to Nelson by the and time it know, gets freeze there. freeze-dried little package. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah. world's so, saddest. They'll
0: be, the, like, people love Budweiser, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you before, like people always said. They'll that. be the market for it. Exactly. And I'm sure, like, once it finally hits, if they allow people to get licenses and the whole market to open, they'll like the numbers that they get yeah. of, of their... Because the market's huge. Hello,
3: it's massive. That's why it's so strange to see the government (laughs) say they don't want tourism and they don't want profit. It's like, what are you doing? Exactly. You're calling it, and then you're going to call it for public safety and you're going to create a massive black market. At this point, all all they need to go is say,
2: all right, you owe us X percent. Yeah. Continue doing what you're doing. Yeah, like yeah. I already pay GST. Yeah.
3: I already pay every tax they'll take. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I just, I throw money at them if they'll take it. Up the, like, yeah. You know, our, my pay as, as much tax as you'll let them. And, well, they don't work. take PST. So it's like uh, we pay payroll taxes and GST. Mm. And it's like if they want PST, they can have PST. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to pay the tax. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, mm-hmm. obviously don't want to pay taxes, but, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I yeah, will yeah. if they you know, recognize give me you. something. You'll do it as legal as they'll let you do it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's important to note, right, is, is, and this is something I always struggle with explaining to people, is the legal situation on cannabis isn't that it's currently illegal. The legal situation on cannabis is that a judge found that it was legal and that ever since then the government has been playing back and forth badminton with the courts about how to make it illegal again. And they keep losing. And so the legal status is still technically on them. The onus of proof that they have actually solved the fundamental flaws of the MMPR as laid out in the Allard trial, they still haven't done that. So until they do it, they can fuck right off, right? Like, they they can't start arresting people when they're still... The, the, the MMPR regulations are not in force right now, right? I think
3: there's also the political mandate factor. It's like... Yeah, okay, you just ran on law, this election, yeah, right? Common yeah, common law is based on public opinion yeah. and how they interpret the yeah. laws. And you said you were going to legalize and you won a majority that no one would have... like yeah. I didn't think they were even going to win, yeah. let alone win a majority, no. and nobody did. They didn't, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, clearly. You know, and so it's like a... Literally... People voted for it. Yeah, there's yeah. a public mandate. That's how law works. And that's how the judges yeah. are starting so to no play it, right? So there's a judicial mandate and a public mandate yeah. to legalize this. And we'll see what happens. I, I don't think the federal government's doing us, I think it's going right back to court. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think uh, at the end of August, when the new medical rules come out, that'll go right back to court. And yep. I think next year, whenever they come up with the rec rules, they'll probably end up in court.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think that it's unfortunate, but they're going to learn the hard way that they the depth of their own ignorance, yeah, because yeah. they're not consulting with us. They're not talking to people like Travis and I, right? Like they, they well, have no a, it's interest. It's also
3: a regional issue. Like, like you pointed out the NEP thing, right? It's like straight up, they're just saying, okay, BC over here, yeah. we don't need to know what, the, they're looking at the number is, oh, it's 7 billion for Canada. Well, that's it's generated a, from yeah. one region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want <laughs> to like alienate three, us yeah. completely.
1: The oil industry in Canada is worth $15 billion. So yeah. let's ask Newfoundland and only Newfoundland about that. Yeah. It's like, well, see, yeah, they do make some oil in Newfoundland. Yeah, you know. have a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> uh, but uh, the elephant in the room.
3: Yeah, and that's exactly it. They're looking at the Ontario cannabis market. Yeah. And they're going, okay, we're going to regulate for the combination of Kathleen, Wynn, John, Tory, yeah. and Tweed. Yeah. And we're going to go there. Popular,
1: both. popular people. Yeah,
3: exactly.
1: Well, on that optimistic note, I think we should wrap up this week's Extractly. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Travis. Thank this you. Was great, thank it you. was yeah, a man. pleasure. Cheers. Thank you for, for the information and everything. Yeah. And, and as always, uh, Anytime please, you want to come back. I, I'm Who's around, you know.
3: There's a chair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
1: we got a spot for you.
3: Yeah, you'll probably see me again. Good. Next time I'll bring in some mystery concentrates. Oh, God. Ooh. See if you can, you know...
1: Can't feel my face. we like to <laughs> yeah.
3: uh,
2: thank the Canadabs for their... Yes, uh, for providing for these, us this beautiful Once we year. finally realized which direction it was supposed to be facing, it works <laughs> out much better. It does,
1: it does. It's <laughs> awesome. And uh, thanks to all of the people who provided the extracts again. Uh, Skunkbeard, Holistic, um, they were delicious, delicious as always. Zero, zero. zero. Mr. Zero, zero, yeah. who hopefully <laughs> will get zero a hold zero. of you. And uh, as always, please join us on the Cannabis Life Network uh, yeah. with your questions, and uh, you can check out the social media. We post pictures of all the shatters. Thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> See ya.
2: Get to the bubble.
1: Hey donors, thanks for listening
3: to another episode of Extractly. If you enjoyed the show, you can download the full episode on iTunes. To find out more about us, visit CannabisLifeNetwork.com
1: and be sure to hit us up on our social media at CannabisLifeNet. Until next time, dabbers, smoke till you choke and stay high till you die.